What is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. I have been waiting a long time to say this. We are on episode 69. Uh, 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 everybody grow up. Okay, now that that's over with, welcome to my little wrestling recap show where once a week I go through all the major WWE and AEW shows, give you the recap, let you know what's going on in both of the companies, let you know if there's any really good matches that you should go out of your way to check out, or if you just watch the whole show entirely or skip the whole thing entirely. And then at the end of the show, I give out my three stars of the week award where I go through my three favorite matches of the week, award them accordingly, and I'll shout out some other really good matches if I need to. And if there are any major pay-per-views in either of the companies, there will be a separate episode reviewing that pay-per-view. Okay, so let's get into it, everybody. Let us start off with Monday Night Raw. They were in Baltimore this week, and sadly, we got to start off with some Sad news, we got a rest in peace for Darren Drozdov. So, I am very familiar with Mr. Drozdov. He he was a part of the Attitude Era back in the day. He used to, like, puke or whatever, and then he became uh, a member of the Road Warriors, I do believe. And he sadly was uh, a part of a an injury. I believe he got, I think it was just a slam man. It might have been a... Um, a powerbomb gone wrong. Regardless, he uh, he dealt with uh, uh, something went wrong in the ring, and he ended up getting paralyzed from the neck down for the rest of his life. And um, you know, he was he was the poster child of those "Don't do this at home" commercials. I remember that very vividly. I even uh, my wife and I a few years ago we went back and we started rewatching like every Monday Night Raw from like 19, the start of '97 until like mid '98, late '98, or maybe even up to '99. And we saw that happen. We saw Drozdov. Well, I watched basically his whole career in the WWE. I watched him come in. Uh, He seemed like someone that could be very successful during the Attitude Era. And I felt like he was fairly successful. But yeah, man, it's it's always sad to lose someone in the in the wrestling uh, world, even though he hasn't wrestled in a long time, he was uh, the poster child of don't do this at home, basically. And uh, yeah, man, that's uh, really sad stuff. So rest in peace to Mr. Drozdov. So now we will go for a very hard right turn. We will start off with Monday Night Raw. So we got Seth Rollins. He welcomes the crowd. The crowd goes absolutely banana. And then out comes Cody Rhodes. Now the crowd is going banana bread. This is getting ridiculous. We're not even done. Before Cody could even say a word. Here comes Brock freaking Lesnar. At this point, the crowd is now banana cream pie. Brock and Cody, they get it on, King. They start fighting. Rhodes hits uh, Cody Cutter on Brock. And Brock is retreating. He's out of here. And, man, after all that mess clears up, we have ourselves a little commercial break. And we come back, and Seth Rollins tries to talk again. But this time, it's the Judgment Day interrupting. That's pretty funny. I have to give him that. That was pretty funny. We don't have any Finn Balor out here with the Judgment Day this week. Damien starts teasing Seth with his Money in the Bank briefcase. Seth ain't worried about that. And then Dom tries to speak, but, of course, he gets booed viciously by the crowd and he has to use Rhea Ripley to uh, get his word out that he wants to fight Seth Rollins tonight so that's quite cute Seth uses the audience to accept the match saying oh should I fight him yeah okay so that's nice Uh, blockbuster opening I mean you got the three massive names coming out Uh, Cody and Brock you know they're only there for basically a cameo segment and, and off they go but that they're still playing along with the Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar which is pretty good And I like this opening. Thumbs up. I I liked it. Now we move on. We got Shinsuke Nakamura going up against Damian Priest with the Judgment Day. Damian slams Shinsuke into the barricade that just looks straight up painful. Priest dodges a Kinshasa, hits a vicious lariat, turning Shinsuke inside out. South of Heaven choke slam, and Damian Priest picks up yet another victory. Just a good quality competitive match. You know, Shinsuke was flirting with Rhea Ripley a little bit in this match. I thought that was very cute. And Priest, man, he is uh, starting his Money in the Bank run on a good note. You know, you can't have him. He's basically a champion now in the WWE. We're not going to see him losing very often until he decides what he's going to do with that Money in the Bank briefcase. And for now, he's just going to be teasing a lot of people with it. Uh, Good match, though. 7 out of 10. 
We move on. It is Ronda Rousey. She is in the ring. She gets interrupted by Shayna Baszler, who uh, attacked her last week. So Shayna is pissed off because she paid her dues in the wrestling business. She worked really hard to get to the WWE. And then Ronda Rousey just waltzed her way right into a WrestleMania match. And the crowd is cheering on Shayna Baszler at this point. And then Shayna starts putting a whooping on Ronda Rousey. She hits a nasty knee right into the face of Ronda Rousey. How you doing? And damn, dude. I mean, I really liked what Shayna was saying. She was fired up. Felt real. And yeah, just well done. That might be one of her better promos she's ever done. Thumbs up. Now we move on. It is the new women's tag team champions, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. They join commentary to watch the number one contenders tag team turmoil match. So we're just going to have a whole bunch of tag teams. And yes, so we start off with Sonya and Chelsea Green versus Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Okie dokie. Uh, just randomly, they I don't even think they touched on this, but Indy Hartwell back from injury. How you doing? Candice gets hit with the unprettier, and then she is blasted with a knee from Sonya, and they get eliminated. Basically, this is like, um, what do you call it? A gauntlet match, but the women are already out there surrounding the rings, so I don't know. It's, it's just a gauntlet match. Up next, you got Nikki Cross and Emma. I mean, woof, what a what an awful, just mixed up of a tag right here. I hate it. Uh, they're up next. Nikki gets way too concerned about Candace, uh, you know, getting eliminated. She leaves Emma all by herself. Emma puts up, you know, a minor fight, but she gets taken out. And then up next, it's Dana Brooke and Tegan Knox. Like, what the fuck is up with these teams? Um, they get eliminated uh, pretty quickly because Dana stinks. She gets eliminated during a commercial break. They don't even give her the courtesy to show it on air. So uh, we come back from commercial break and Chance and Carter are in there now. Uh, they go for a, a dual springboard moonsault move and Chance slips. And she, oh man, that it could have been really, really ugly. She could have seriously got hurt, but thankfully ended up just being quite funny. She slips, she hits the move, she recovers really, really nicely. Uh, I'll give her a thumbs up for that. Um, it just gives me horrifying flashbacks to when Sabu had that happen to him. Uh, the, the ropes kind of gave out on him when he went to do a moonsault. He ended up launching himself directly onto his neck, and it was a very, very scary situation. We move on. Green and DeVille hit yet another unprettier knee combo, and they win the tag team turmoil match. So they will be number one contenders. Um, some some absolutely pick them out of a hat tag teams in this one. Like Emma and Nikki. What the fuck is that? Um, why didn't they have Candice with Nikki? Like they're already friends. Whatever. None of them looked all that threatening in this match other than the winners. And like, yeah, they, I don't think they did a really good job making really anyone look all that good in this match. Not that good, meh. We move on. It is Becky Lynch. She comes out to the ring to call out Trish Stratus. Trish comes out. She is rocking her horrific face protector because Lynch broke her face. I remember Trish wearing this fucking face thing before, so I popped a little bit when she came out with it. it made me giggle. Uh, Becky and Trish exchange some extremely nice words with each other. Trish sends Zoe to fight Lynch, but she's just kidding. She calls her back, and it's just a big old tease fest. Uh, good back and forth, man. I did really get a kick out of Trish. Uh, her mask makes her sound like all nasally and stuff. She's like, hey, what's going on? Anyway, I thought it was a funny, good little segment. Thumbs up. We got Jackie Redman, a new interviewer, or maybe she's been around. I don't know. They're making a big stink about Jackie Redman interviewing Cody Rhodes. Cody says he will fight Brock whenever, whoever, wherever, whatever, and that's fantastic. Moving on. Mixed tag team match time. It's Alpha Academy versus the Viking Raiders. Crowd having an absolute blast when Maxine starts beating the shit out of Valhalla. I'll give that a thumbs up. Maxine tries to do the worm. She eats a knee from Valhalla instead. Gable hits a beautiful moonsault to the outside onto the Raiders and his own partner, Otis. Not a big deal. Thumbs up. Dupree counters... Uh, Maxine Dupree counters Valhalla into a roll-up for a W. Crowd really enjoyed themselves in this one. They're really loving some Alpha Academy. And so did I, man. This was an entertaining match. I liked it. Seven out of ten. We got Jackie Redman back again. She is interviewing Ricochet now. Logan Paul and Ricochet apparently got into a scuffle after Money in the Bank. They showed it. It wasn't like a real thing or anything. It's all storyline related. Uh, Ricochet challenges Logan Paul to face him. Ooh, I like that. Ricochet and Logan Paul. Ricochet makes everybody look like a zillion dollars. And I, yes, I think that could be very fun. We move on. It is the Women's World Championship match. Rhea Ripley defending against Natalia. 
Natalia jumps Rhea before the bell for an advantage that lasts only moments. Rhea cracks Natalia's head on the table, giving her a little bit of a boo-boo on her eyebrow. Natalia fights back, hits a nice Huracarana counter. Rhea off of the top, eats Natalia's boot to the face. That just looked, uh, how you doing there? That looked, that looked nice and snug. Natty hits a power slam, locks in the sharpshooter. Sharpshooter. Rhea barely escapes out of that. Rhea kicks Natalia in the face, deadlift Reptide pins, and retains her championship. Fuck Natty, where the hell was that? Finally not getting squashed. Very good for performance from her. Like, I know Natalia can go. It's just like, they never utilize her. She's just kind of a locker room mom a little bit. But this was fucking, yeah. There was, I mean, nice counters in this match. I mean, hard hitting from both women. There's some really snug strikes in this one. I think both women were bleeding at one point. Uh, definitely when Rhea took that boot to the mouth. That buster busted her open. I really like this match. Seven and a half out of ten. Goddamn. Who'd have thunk it? We got Champa. He cuts a video promo on The Miz. He didn't throw his chair violently like he used to. That makes uh, my wife and I upset. Whenever Champa would cut a promo, he's always sitting in a chair. And when he's done, he just fucking throws that thing as hard as possible. I feel like someone pulled Champa aside and like, hey, hey, Champa, can we talk to you for a second? He's like, yeah, yeah, what's up? Like, um... You've been busting up a lot of our chairs lately, and uh, we never needed a chair budget, but you've required us to uh, start thinking about a chair budget, so stop throwing chairs! Anyway, but no, seriously, start throwing the chairs again, Champa, I love it. Miz fires back now with his own video promo. They both want the best out of each other. I would also like this. Well done, little video promo thingy. Thumbs up. We got Matt Riddle versus my boy. It's Giovanni Vinci with Imperium. Gio off to a nice start. Riddle catches him with a roll-up for a quick W. Ah, god damn it. You're doing my boy Gio wrong, man. That's not cool. Giovanni's awesome. Imperium beat down that Riddle after Drew McIntyre comes out for the save. They have He has a stare down with Gunther. And yes, I, I still want that. Drew McIntyre versus Gunther. If anyone can convince me... Uh, of beating Gunther, it would be Drew McIntyre, but man, I think it would do a lot more for Gunther if he gets to gets the win over Drew McIntyre. I want Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre is a main event, like world heavyweight champion. Like that's where I want him. I would love for Gunther to be there too, but he's found himself a very nice spot where he's at. So we'll see. We move on. It is the main event. Dom Mysterio in the main event this week, folks, with Judgment Day, of course, versus Seth frickin' Rollins. So we got Rhea, she distracts the referee, Priest knocks Seth off of the top rope, Dom hits two frog splashes, he tries for a third, but it gets countered by Seth's knees, Seth about to hit the stomp on Dom, Priest attacks Rollins with a choke slam, and the match is disqualified, boo! Priest continues beating up Seth, Dom joins in, and he suggests that Damien uses his money in the bank and cash in right here, right now. Priest is about to do it! But out pops Finn Balor. He attacks Seth Rollins. Rollins accidentally gets knocked into Priest. He falls over. We got a big old argument between Finn Balor and Damian Priest. And Seth Rollins hits a pedigree on Don Mysterio as he escapes. I love that. That was fantastic. And that is the end of the show. Um... Uh, did I score that? Well, no. Well, the match, you know, it ended in a disqualification. So I won't say much about that. You know how I feel about that kind of stuff. We got an enjoyable Raw this week, though. Quality wrestling throughout. I am a bit nervous about the women's tag team division right now. You know, um, the teams that they threw together, questionable is putting it lightly. But um, hopefully they'll figure that out. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with Nikki Cross, man. She is just floundering out there like come on give this give her something to do please Rhonda and Shayna Baszler staying hot I am very surprised by that so far so good it's very early into this but um really liking this really am and fucking Dom Mysterio in the main event that's crazy though it ends in shenanigans as expected but I liked it seven and a half out of ten for Raw this week well done We'll move on now to NXT 2.0. We got Blair Davenport kicking it off against Roxanne Perez. Perez attacks Blair before the bell. Perez counters a top rope top rope backplex. Uh, we got a hard landing there for Blair. Davenport lays in a couple vicious knees to Roxanne, and she picks up a W. Uh, pretty nice opening match here. Roxanne, really nice, good, angry performance. She really was showing off how much she hated Blair in this match, and I really like that. 7 out of 10. 
Ivy Nile gets uh, has her interview interrupted by Tiffany Stratton. Some trash talk is exchanged. Ivy stiff as a board on the microphone, man. Like, oh, you could just you just know she was practicing her lines like minutes before. Just uh, did not come off very good. We got Baron Corbin uh, video segment of him burning his old outfits from all his old gimmicks. You know, happy Corbin, sad Corbin, all that crap. And he says, no more bullshit. So, yeah, I like that. Keep it up, Corbin. Mustafa Ali up against Tyler Bate next. Ali counters out of an airplane spin with a gorgeous DDT. That was fantastic. Both men fighting on the top rope. Ali comes out ahead. Nails a 450 splash for the W right here. Oh, awesome performance from both men. I mean, so many impressive counters. Selling was on point. Really just a great back and forth match. High flying. Hell yeah. Eight out of ten. Great match. We got Tatum Paxley versus uh, Canali Jordan with Dana Brooke for some reason. Uh, This is a debut match for Canali Jordan. Uh, Canali Jordan hits a stun dog millionaire for the W here. So stealing a little bit of Orange Cassidy offense. I like it though. Very impressive W in her debut match. Not bad. Thumbs up. We got Cora Jade. She comes out to congratulate Jordan on her win. She hates on Dana Brooke. Canali, feeling confident, challenges Cora to a match. Cora says, don't tell me what to do, and she leaves. Oh, yeah, that's right, Cora, so sexy. She, she, she knows what she wants, damn it. Chase you now with Mr. Chase back, hell yeah. We got uh, MVP awarded to Duke Hudson for being a fantastic substitute teacher. Well done. A stupid question is asked by a student, and Duke Hudson blows his top in classic Chase U fashion. Good segment. Really nice to see Chase U all back together again. Thumbs up. And now it is NXT Underground time. Eddie Thorpe versus Damon Kemp. So a quick little history lesson on Underground. It was a thing that happened for like a two-week period. Uh, Shane McMahon was doing it. It was god-awful. They're trying their own little fight club thing where they're in this really dank, like dark, dungeony looking thing with a ring with no ropes and a bunch of people going nuts around it. Like, yeah, yeah. And guys get in there and they, they fight. You know, like, fight, fight, and it's really bad. You got Shane McMahon doing his hype guy thing. Like, yeah, yeah, get him, get him. One of the worst things I've ever seen put to television. So you really can't get much lower than that. Let's see how they do this time. So, like I said, the ropes are removed, and you can win by KO or submission. And they have 100% not paid people to surround the ring, cheering it all on. It's all just uh, NXT, like, rookies that haven't made their way to television just yet. Okay, so the match begins. Kemp and Thorpe roll out of the ring because there's no ropes. Gable Stevenson stares off with Kemp a little bit. Damon powerbombs Thorpe on the apron and then a German suplex just dumping Thorpe right on his noodle. Look great. Thumbs up. Damon hits a belly-to-belly, throwing Eddie right out of the ring. Holy fucking shit. That was dope. Thumbs up for that. That just looks scary and dangerous and a whole bunch of things. Thorpe hitting a bunch of elbows onto Kemp and the referee stops the match and Eddie Thorpe picks up the victory. Whoa. Um, you see that Shane McMahon? That's what underground is like when it's done right. I mean, underground without Shane McMahon, instantly, uh, smash hit. That was, that was fucking awesome, dude. That was a excellent match. Eight out of ten. Shit gets wild. Gable Stevenson starts suplexing bitches and everybody goes nuts. So, yeah, I am beyond pleasantly surprised about how good, uh, that NXT underground match was. Even though it was just a regular wrestling match without ropes, it, it hit me and I, I enjoyed this. So, so far so good. Now we got the Don. He confronts Stax. Joe Coffey is uh, with him at the prison thing. You know how they're looking through the glass? Okay. Stax will fight Joe Coffey, and if he wins, the Don will be freed from prison. But if Stax loses, Tony stays in prison. So Tony's pissed. This was a good little segment right here. I like it. You know, Stax saying, like, I'm the underboss. I'm making moves. Oh, not bad. Good segment. Thumbs up. JC Jane now versus Lyra Valkyria. Lyra hits a running strike, pins, and picks up another W. I mean, Jesus, just a meh kind of match. I mean, not really much to say. Some nice counters in there, you know. Jane attacks Lyra uh, after the match, destroying Valkyria's wings that she made. Aw, how could you do that, JC Jane? And, you know, uh, JC Jane, yeah, yeah. Moving on. We got Noam Dar. He's backstage. He is missing his Heritage Cup really badly, so he is on the hunt for that. 
and then someone apparently has painted Kiana James's office, but she didn't want it painted. They also tore it up, so, you know, yeah, she's pissed. We got Von Wagner. He is attacking Big Body Javi. How dare you? Mr. Stone tries to calm the monster down. It doesn't work. Von powerbombs Javi through the announce table, and the crowd goes wild. So, hey, not bad. Main event time. The Creeds with Ivy Nile versus the Dyad with the Schism. This is a loser leaves NXT match. Gacy gets ejected in this one really early, so that's nice. Dyad target the bad knee of Julius, so they're just going after that thing all match long. Brutus eats a nasty top rope code breaker, just, oh, knees to the face, man, ouch. Dyad hit a awesome diving through the ropes doomsday, doomsday device, like, god damn, that was nice, thumbs up. Julius starts suplexing both Dyad, then kips up on one foot, so even with his fucking knee blown out, he can do a kip up with one leg, that is just fucking impressive. A red-hooded person attacks the Creeds. Referee doesn't see it. Dyad hits Shatter Machine, and they pick up the W right here. So that means the Creeds are out of NXT. God damn. I mean, hell of a way to go. Uh, Another fantastic match. I mean, Creeds are insanely athletic. They're very... Uh, they're just high energy. They're fucking... They should do very, very good on the main roster. It was my suspicion that they would be the ones going up there. I just don't see Schism really working up there. But Creed's... Absolutely. I think they could be, like, a big, big hit on the main roster. So I'm rooting big time for them. Match was great yet again. I mean, these two have fought each other quite a few times now. The chemistry is on point. And, yeah, just another great match. 8 out of 10. The Creed say their goodbyes, the crowd cheers for them, and that's awesome. I'll give them a thumbs up for that. And we're not done quite yet. We got Braun Breaker. He comes out. He's bragging about how close he got to beating Seth Rollins. Breaker asks, what's next? Well, Ilya Dragunov is next. He comes out. They brawl, and fuck yeah. Also, Braun Breaker is growing out his beard, so alrighty then. Uh, that was a great NXT this week, man. I mean, losing the Creeds on NXT, that, that definitely stinks, but... Man, they should do great up there. I I really think they're going to be making waves up there pretty soon. As soon as they show up. Lots of good wrestling. And the underground. I'm surprised at how good that was. That was dope. 8 out of 10. Great NXT this week. I would recommend you check that bitch out. We'll go to Dynamite now. AEW time. They are in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Still doing the Canada tour. That's dope. Um... So apparently Brian Danielson broke his arm at Forbidden Door, uh, something that I've heard of. I didn't notice that at the during the match, but kind of adds up how like the match kind of abruptly ended a little bit, just didn't feel right. So that would more than likely be why. Apparently it's like a really bad break, but he's only going to be out like four to six weeks. So, you know, get better quick, Daniel. Or Brian, whatever the fuck your name is, I don't know. All right, the show begins. We got Darby Allen. He calls out Keith Lee for not being the dominating Keith Lee that we all know. Just a really nice little chirp fest right here from Darby. And, and Keith Lee is just like, oh my God, like what the hell? So we move on now. We got the Blind Eliminator Tournament. So this is a tag team tournament where they are just throwing two random guys together against two other random guys. And... I love this concept. So let's get into it. We got Orange Cassidy teaming with Darby Allen versus Swerve Strickland with the Mogul Embassy and Keith Lee. So um, Swerve and Keith Lee used to be partners, then they were enemies, and now they're forced to work together again. So this tag team idea brings out a lot of very creative and cool storyline options. I'm loving it. So we got Keith Lee after getting chirped by Darby Allen earlier. He fucking hums Darby across the ring, and then bear chops Orange Cassidy. We have unlocked the old school Keith Lee, baby. That was fantastic. Thumbs up. Darby gets pinned underneath the steel steps. Keith Lee walks up the steel steps with Orange pinned... No, sorry. Darby pinned underneath it with Cassidy on his back, dude. Like, how did Darby not get split in half? That was fucking awesome. Thumbs up. We got Friendly Fire from Swerve. He hits a 450 splash by accident, but on purpose on Keith Lee. He also kicks him in the face accidentally on purpose. Darby uh, Darby gets Swerve in the Last Supper for the W. I mean, Jesus, where has that Keith Lee been hiding, man? Like, honestly, I've been super underwhelmed with his AEW run. Like, it's been okay, but it's not at all what I was expecting for him to go into a tag team. And, like, yeah, he just really hasn't hit the ground running in AEW, but... 
Fuck yeah, that was more of what I was looking for out of Keith Lee in AEW. Lee having a lot of fun in the ring, man. You can see it on his face. He was laughing, having a great time. Looking good, man. Really like that. That stair spot, though. Oh, my God, dude. Don't ever do that again, but do it again. Seven and a half out of ten. Really good match. We got Jungle Boy. He arrives. He wants a FTW title shot against Hook. Hook with the sneak attack. Jungle Boy gets away in his car yet again. Oh, yeah. We got MJF and Adam Cole. They're having a hangout at the gym. This segment was fucking hilarious. I am loving this bromance between Adam Cole and MJF. Thumbs up. Now we got the Acclaimed versus Blade and the Bollywood Boys. We got a mic drop. The Acclaimed pick up the W here. Bunch of scissoring. Very entertaining stuff. We move on. It is Chris Jericho. He tells us about starting wrestling in Alberta, Canada. And Chris feels invigorated by this. So he's being really nice to the Albertans. But he was hating us Ontarians. What the hell? And then Don Callis comes out. Through all of the booing, he manages to ask Chris Jericho to join him. Chris Jericho says, maybe. So, ooh, interesting. Very interesting. I mean, Jericho's already got his big JAS. If he combines with Don Callis, I don't know if I like that. But um, interesting. Very interesting thought. We got another Blind Eliminator tournament match. MJF and Adam Kobe versus Menard and The Butcher. A very random team right there. MJF doing Cole's entrance with him was absolutely spectacular. Thumbs up for that. MJF gets Cole to partake in a little bit of cheating with him. Again, very cute, very funny. Cole lowers the boom on Menard. MJF gets really upset that they didn't get to do the double clothesline, but he's like, oh, that's okay. That's all, that's all fine. That's all good. We'll do it next time. And they win, and they advance in the tournament. MJF acting like a babyface with Cole is some of the most entertaining stuff ever. I love it. Match was solid as well. MJF playing to the crowd after. He wishes Cole a happy birthday. And then we get this big confetti celebration with cake. All the confetti like pours onto MJF and he's just fucking covered in it. We got a fucking birthday cake, the candles, and MJF sings Adam, uh, Adam, happy birthday. And holy fuck, dude. MJF legitimately has a fantastic voice. What can't this dude do? Thumbs up. Cole avoids getting his face pushed into the cake. Instead, it is MJF going face first into the cake. Cole thanks MJF. Aw, oh my god, dude. This bromance is unbelievably awesome. Double thumbs up for this segment. Loved it. Owen Hart tournament match. We got Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho with the Outcast. And this is a rematch of last year's um, Owen Hart tournament final. So we're going to have a rematch here. So, Tony... Tony hits Britt with the title belt. No future, but Britt kicks out of that. Good lord. Baker applies the lockjaw. Outcast save Ruby, pulling her out of the ring. Victory roll is countered by Ruby with assistance from the Outcast. And Ruby picks up the sneaky win and she advances. So we're going to have ourselves a new Owen Hart, or at least the the women are going to have a new Owen Hart tournament winner. So that's quite cool. Soraya was mouthy on the outside. I really enjoyed what she was doing. She was very loud, and I just, I really liked it. Uh, a little bit too much shenanigans, which is kind of the, you know, the recipe for the outcast, but I, I thought it was a good match. Seven out then. We now get to the main event. It is Wheeler Yuta versus uh, Kenny Omega. Kenny coming into this match very heavily taped up. The shoulders, the neck. He's a hurting man. Omega gets caught in the seatbelt, but he is able to escape out comes Don Callis. He shows up, but it's only for a distraction for Takeshka to hit Kenny Omega with a blue thunder bomb. A splash from Yuta, but Kenny Omega able to kick out. Oh, fuck yeah. Omega catches Yuta on the ropes, hits a one-winged angel for the W. I mean, oh my god, dude. Kenny Omega is so unbelievably good at selling injuries and just working like he's just barely holding it together. Absolutely loved it. Yuta, very awesome chemistry with Kenny. Nice back and forth match. Some nice counters. Good mat wrestling. Hell yeah, just a good shit. Good shit. Seven and a half. Ah, We got the BCC. They attack Kenny Omega after the match. The Elite are out for the save. Hangman 
uh, goes to hit Blackpool Combat Club with a chair, but the Dark Order come out and stop him. So we got this, like, thruple thing going on. I don't know. Uh, and that's the end of the show. I thought it was a really good show this week. I am stupidly enjoying that Blind Eliminator tournament. Lots of funny storyline options going on there, and especially the bromance between MJF and Adam Cole is just fucking amazing. I love it. Seven and a half out of ten for Dynamite this week. And now we will go back to the WWE. We're doing SmackDown because they were in Madison Square Garden this week. And we're kicking off the show with the Usos firing up the New York crowd. We're getting a yeet out of that one. Paul Heyman and Solo Sokoa arrive to yuck the yum. Roman Reigns makes his grand entrance for the trial of the tribal chief. Roman claims that he's the tribal chief. Plays a video showing his tribal chiefness. So, I mean, he's got it all there. It is compelling evidence, admittedly. I mean, the video really fluffed up how dominant Roman Reigns has been. Crowd chants, you fucked up. Roman says, no, I didn't. Roman goes over everything he did. for the. He did everything for the family. And honestly, he says, he is done. He's done rings. He doesn't want to do this crap no more. Roman gives Jay the necklace, throws the championship away, a little bit of disrespect right there, drops to his knees, even sheds a tear, like, oh my goodness, but then he nails Jay in the ding-ding, it was all a ruse, boo! Roman gets jumped by Jimmy in the income solo Sokoa to clean up all the mess, Solo has the tribal necklace, he takes a good hard look at it, but then he gives it back to Roman, well, Roman wants it back. But then Jimmy attacks before there's any any conflict there. So we get a little bit of a tease for Solo, maybe turning at some point. Then Solo and Reigns just beat the bejesus out of Solo. Or, uh, sorry, not Solo, Usos. Mainly Jimmy. And uh, he's forcing Jay to watch the whole thing go down. Solo takes it a little bit too far, putting Jimmy through the announce table. I mean, holy shit. Um, what hell of a way to kick off the show. Uh, lots of major drama added in right here. You got Solo, like, oh, what's, oh, he's, uh, maybe, uh, getting a little taste of that power right there. Then, of course, the whole Usos and Roman Reigns. Is he actually done? I don't think so. He's just, he's just playing around, I would imagine. But, Jesus, fantastic performances all around, especially the Usos. Getting closer and closer to Solo doing the thing against Roman, man. It's coming, and I think they're going to tease it for quite a while here until that actually goes down. Double thumbs up. This was a hell of a lot of fun, but it was a super long segment. This took about 40 minutes of the show, so yeah, about half of the show taken off just with this segment right here. We move on to a United States Championship match. Austin Theory defending against Sheamus. Theory hits a nice spin-out powerbomb. I enjoyed that. Sheamus locks in a clover leaf. A clover leaf. Pretty deadly run down for the distraction. Sheamus whoops Pretty Deadly's ass. The brawling brutes run down to deal with Pretty Deadly. And then, in all the confusion, Theory rolls up Sheamus, grabbing the tights to retain the belt. Yeah, just a good, reliable match. You got Sheamus in there doing his thing. And they're adding even more heat between Pretty Deadly and the brawling brutes. A pretty good rivalry so far. I mean, yeah, good match. 7 out of 10. We got the Grayson Waller effect with special guest. It is Edge. Edge is not interested in talking with Waller. He wants to go down memory lane with the New York crowd. Talking about, oh, I made my entrance over here once in the crowd. Yeah, it was cute. It was nice. Grayson butts in claiming that Edge is retiring. Oh, oh, hell no. Edge is offense taken. He ain't retiring, but he's going to whoop Waller's ass in New York City later, later though. 88% Edge in this segment, so thumbs up. And Waller was there. He played his role. It was fine. We got AJ Styles with Mia Yim versus Karrion Cross and Scarlett. I, I forgot we're still doing this, but here we go. Cross almost gets a quick win here. Scarlett interference... As always, that gets shut down from uh, Mia Yim. We got a phenomenal forearm. Styles wins. This match sucked. I was like, are we serious with this? It was short. It was boring. It was lame. Thumbs down. Asuka comes out, and then all hell breaks loose. You got Bianca comes out. Charlotte Flair shows up. Brawl breaks out. EO Sky pops out with her briefcase. Ooh. Bailey helps EO attack the champ. Hits a moonsault. 
And then Bianca and Flair ruin Io's moment. They push and shove, and yeah, it's over. That sucks. That could have been a potential cash-in moment right there. In New York, that would have been huge, but it was still a pretty fun, wild moment. I'll give them that. Thumbs up. Now we go. It is Edge and Grayson Waller getting it on in the ring. So this is the in-ring debut for Grayson Waller in the WWE ring, I guess, anyway. Uh, Waller gets powerbombed on the floor. That looked painful. Grayson hits a cool float over Unprettier. We got a near fall right there. I really like, love the Unprettier adding a float over on top of that. Yeah, what's up? Waller goes for his rolling stunner. Instead, eats a spear midair. Edge wins. Nice start uh, in the ring for Waller here. Pretty good performance. Edge making Waller look good in defeat. That spear was quite nice. 7 at 10. And are we going to be doing Edge versus Grayson Waller at SummerSlam? Kind of looks like they're doing that. I hope. I don't think they're going to do like a retirement match or anything. I'm still going off of the promise that Edge made us last year when uh, Raw was in Toronto. He said that he was going to come by one more time in Toronto before there's any retirement. So we'll see what happens. We got the bloodline. They get to do uh, their acknowledgement bit. So there you go. Acknowledge. Uh, the Usos music hits. Jimmy was taken to the hospital, but Jay comes through the crowd. He ain't gone yet. He jumps over. <clears throat> excuse me. He jumps over the barricade, taking out Solo Sokoa. That was pretty wicked. Roman gets away, but Solo gets destroyed by a bunch of chair shots. Jay holds up the undisputed championship, and the crowd is really liking this. I I thought that was a pretty nice image. Jay challenges Roman for a one on one. Main event, Jay Uso looking bad ass in this segment. He was very fired up, screaming and yelling at Roman. It's It could very well be Jay Uso's time. I hope so. I mean, seriously, he has been so fucking good over the last year and a half or so. And that's the end of the show. Uh, thumbs up for the segment here. I mean, like I said, Jay looked fucking badass. It was great. Bloodline heavy smackdown this week, but fucking great storytelling to go along with it this week with a really hot New York crowd kind of being gauged for potentially who may be the next tribal chief, Solo Sokoa or Jey Uso. Um, the crowd was like rowdy and everything, but I was hoping for a little bit louder whenever like Jay or Solo was potentially teasing a turn on Roman, but we'll see. It, it looks like the crowd's more on Jay's side for now, for sure. But yeah, mostly good wrestling, minus Karrion Cross and AJ Styles. That was dog shit, but a good SmackDown. Seven and a half out of ten. And now, to make it even more confusing, we will go back to AEW now. Basically, I just review them in the order that I watch them. So, usually goes Raw, NXT, Dynamite, uh, SmackDown, Rampage, Collision. That's usually the order that I watch them in. But anyway, here we go. It is Rampage. They're in Al. Berta, 100th episode here for Rampage, so that's a thumbs up, congratulations on that. Kicking it off with a trios tag team match, the Elite, going up against the Dark Order. We got a big dive instead of a tag from Matt Jackson, I mean, probably should have went for the tag there, but you gotta dive, you know what I'm saying? Hangman slips up a little bit, recovers nicely, and then goes absolutely nuts on the Dark Order. Reynolds kicks out of a Canadian Destroyer, Lariat and Splash combo, like holy shit dude, that was wicked. BCC arrive for the distraction, Evil Uno hits a low blow on Hangman, stealing the W for the Dark Order. Goodness gracious man, the, the insane combos in this match was just awesome. Huge amount of offense in this one, maybe arguably, arguably a little bit too much offense, but it was wild. Crazy fast start. Level the the speed in this one was crazy. Chemistry off the charts. Great match. We got Dark Order. They pick up a big win, but still feel like background noise when it's when it comes to the BCC and the Elite. Like I feel like they're very uh, a very good team that can put on a fantastic. Uh, I think they can even get into like a trio, like a three-way, a thruple rivalry here, and that could be a lot of fun. But for right now, Dark Order still kind of seem like background noise in this storyline. We got a blind eliminator tournament match. It is Matt Hardy and Jeff Jarrett teaming up with uh, his crew and all that crap. They're going up against Sammy Guevara and Danny Garcia, who just happen to be in the JAS together. So luck of the draw, they get to be partners. Matt and Garcia have a delete and dance-off. I loved it. 
Guevara corkscrew into lethal by accident. This upsets the Jarrett squad. They come over and uh, rah, they start beating up everybody. Hardy pulling out a massive sit-out Razor's Edge. I believe they call that Splash Mountain, but fuck, what a move. Jarrett messes up, allowing that to get taken out by the GTH. Garcia slips in to take the pin, advancing in the tournament. Solid match. I mean, fun mix of veterans and the young guys in there. I really liked how that was going down. Matt Hardy, I mean, goddamn, love that guy so much. And as always, Jeff Jarrett, being a sore loser, he sends his goon squad out. Uh, on Matt Hardy, Ethan Page comes down to help the homie Matt Hardy out. And hell yeah, Ethan Page, that's 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 good shit. We move on. It is Hikaru Shida versus Marina Shafir. Shida blasting Shafir with multiple big strikes. Takes her out for a quick W. I mean, short but fairly stiff fight. Not really much to say about that. We got the main event now. It is the Blind Eliminator Tournament match. It is Brian Cage and Big Bill the biggest tag team ever, I mean, versus Matt Seidel and Trent Beretta. Seidel hits a nice Hurricanrana reversal on Brian Cage. Just a violent, like, just whipped him on that Hurricanrana. Impressive. High flyers go high flying, but they get caught by the big men. They get slammed hard. That was a really nice spot. Thumbs up for that. Cage hits an outrageous top rope German suplex from Trent, followed by a Meteora from Seidel, but they cannot put away Cage on that one. That was that was awesome as well. Thumbs up. Cage and Bill uh, hit a nasty powerbomb lariat combo. Nasty fall right there for Seidel, and the powerhouses win. I mean, whew. Brian Cage, man, always insane. Love watching that guy. Big Bill, you know, he was big. He was there. Nice to see Matt Seidel. You know, he was he was great. He was flying around doing some good shit. And so was the match. Great match. Eight at ten. And that is the end of Rampage. Congratulations yet again on 100 episodes. Refreshing to have a one-hour show, I, miss, I must admit. And with the three-hour Raw and, and Collision being two hours. And then you got these insane pay-per-views nowadays. Like WWE especially. Like 47-hour pay-per-views. It's nice to have this little one-hour power hour of wrestling. It's nice, man. Um... Great classic Rampage formula. You know, you got the great opening match, great finishing, a little fun in the middle there, maybe a squash match thrown in, but yeah, I like the formula. Eight out of ten. And now we'll finish with Collision. They were in Regina, which is, uh, it sounds very similar to a word that, whatever. All right, CM Punk, he cuts a promo against Samoa Joe. He gonna beat him. For the whole, the, at the Owen Hart tournament thingy. Yeah, okay. A solid promo to open up the show. You know, he's walking around uh, near the crowd. It, it was fine. I think he said his tell me if I'm telling lies thing. Don't like that. I don't like that saying, man. It's silly. We got an Owen Hart tournament match. Pup, 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 powerhouse. Hobbs. First, with QT TV people and all that versus Ricky Stocks. Hobbs dominating this match, picking apart Ricky Starks gets some momentum with a corner powerbomb and a butt-ugly springboard DDT. I'm sorry, Ricky. That thing was ugly as fuck, but it made me giggle. Hobbs argues with QT. Ricky pushes Hobbs into him, then hits a huge spear for the W, and he advances to the finals of the Owen Hart tournament. Solid match. Hobbs looking very dominant, and Hobbs... Hobbs pissed off after uh, the match. He argues with QT, shoves him to the ground... Harley comes in, calms Hobbs down, sort of. He storms off. So the QT TV people, I don't even know what their group is called, but already kind of on rocky waters here. Looks like Hobbs is probably going to go off on his own. I feel like that would be best for him. But yeah, you know, a solid look, a solid match. You know, eh, it was fine. We got uh, an announcement here from Willow Nightingale. She is injured. She got injured in New Japan, and she will not be able to compete tonight in her Owen Hart tournament match against Athena. Athena shows up. She chirps her, makes fun of her about her injury. They're going to fight next week. We got Julia Hart going up against Bambi Hall. She is a local talent. Uh, Julia applies the heartless. Bambi taps out. Uh, you know, nice to see a local talent in there, but a squash match. We got a world tag team eliminator match. Juice Robinson and Jay White going up against FTR. So, if Jay White and Juice lose this match. They will not be able to compete uh, or challenge for the tag team championship, so they must win this match. 
Uh, Dax chopping bitches like the trees. I mean, oh my god, dude. His chops are so outrageous. Thumbs up. And then Jay, Jay White spits at Dax while he's got, like, a, a submission locked in. That was, I mean, Dax goes nuts. That's just fucking gross. Don't spit on people. FTR hit a superplex and splash combo. Jay White kicks out of that. That was impressive. After a whole bunch of carnage, um, Juice Robinson uh, pins Dax, and Wheeler just, just barely misses breaking up the pin, and the Bullet Club get the win here, and they will be able to challenge for the titles yet again, and holy shit, dude, that match was awesome, absolutely awesome, very high IQ tag team wrestling out there, lots of smart stuff, little things, a lot of smart little things, like taking away the the partner just as the tag's gonna happen, I loved it, extremely hard hitting, I mean, oh my god, insanely, like, the, the near falls in this match were out of control, there was at least four or five times that the match could have ended, but it was just outrageous near falls, I really liked that ending right there, I don't think maybe it hit the way they wanted to, it kind of looked like he broke up the pin, but I like that he was just like, so close, but, you know, just didn't get it done, that was dope, eight and a half out of ten. Tony Schiavone interviews the teams after the match. Bullet Club on Cloud Nine after that victory. They challenge FTR for a, a tag title shot, and they want it to be two out of three falls. FTR accept, and oh, buddy, that is going to be that's going to be tasty. That'll be a lot of fun. We got Scorpio Sky in action against Action Andretti. Scorpio hits a TKO for the win and his return back. In the ring, a short match, but it was fairly sweet. Not not really a lot going on there. Now it is time for the main event. Owen Hart Cup Tournament match. Samoa Joe versus CM Punk. Oh my god. What is it, 16 or 17 years in the making, they said, after their legendary match in the Indies way back in 2004, I think. So the crowd is uh, pretty excited about this match, but CM Punk kind of just getting beaten up for a large majority of this match. One point there where Joe hits uh, Punk with a chop and his knee buckles. I don't. I think that was a legitimate knee buckle, but it happened. Joe goes for a choke. Punk rolls through it, rolls him up for a pin, and steals the W. Finally taking out Samoa Joe for the first time in his career. I mean, atmosphere was awesome around this match. Really hard hitting strikes, nice counters, good match overall. I mean, I don't, I really wanted to try and watch the old match from 2004 before, but I couldn't track it down, didn't have the time. I wanted to see if they did a lot of calling back to that match. I would imagine that they would, um, but yeah, just kind of a nice standard match. The ending was, um, yeah, it was fine with the roll up, it was pretty good. It makes a lot of sense for Punk to win it that way. It'd be a little tough for him to hit a GTS on hit on Samoa Joe, but yeah, seven out of ten, solid show this week. I mean, that FTR Bullet Club tag match was awesome. Otherwise, it was just kind of just felt like more dynamite. There wasn't. There's really not much about Collision just yet. That's uh, pulling it apart or separating it from what Dynamite is doing or anything. Which is, I mean, it's not necessarily a complaint. It's just kind of more of the same stuff, but yeah, pretty good, so we'll go on now to the three stars of the week, we, there was just a lot of great matches, man, like, I was looking through, there was a lot of eights getting thrown around this week, so some of them, I'm not gonna, I can't shout out every single eight that I gave out this week, because there'd be, like, six shout outs, so shout out a couple here, Mustafa Ali versus Tyler Bate on NXT, great match, man, I mean, Tyler Bate, so awesome, Mustafa Ali, uh, you know, so I don't always like his gimmick and stuff like that, but he is undeniable in the ring. He's fantastic. You want a good, fast-paced, fun match? That's one to check out. Uh, another one from NXT, the, the Creed Bros versus the Dyad. I mean, it's a match that's gone down a few times now in NXT, but this is the last time because the Creeds are now out of NXT. So you want to watch their final match in NXT. It was a banger, real good match. Probably against the team that they meshed the best with, I would say, is in the dyad. They're they're awesome, and it was a really good match. So we'll move now to the official three stars of the week. We are starting with the third star, and that goes to the men's Money in the Bank match at Money in the Bank. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's a Money in the Bank match. It's, what, I think there were seven people in there. Ladders, it's carnage, it's a lot of fun. Logan Paul in there almost broke his neck. I mean, good ladder spots, nice pace. 
I really like the competitors in there, and I'll say it again, Bronson Reed should have been in there. God damn it, I wanted him in that thing so bad, but... I liked I liked Damian Priest, uh, you know, picking up the win there. He wasn't necessarily the guy I was rooting for. You know, we all I think we all wanted L.A. Knight to get that win, but it's a it's a fucking money in the bank. It's a ton of fun. You can't go wrong. And second star goes to FTR versus the Bullet Club on Collision. I'm telling you, that match was out of control. Really, like I love the mix of kind of the old school, very intelligent tag team wrestling of FTR, and then. Bullet Club, they're a little bit more over the top, but they're also a very intelligent tag team. I really like the 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 meshing of them with FTR. Really looking forward to that two out of three falls match. Should be a lot of fun. And the first star goes to the women's Money in the Bank ladder match at Money in the Bank. You got it right. Really enjoyed this one. I felt the spots were, even though they seemed a little bit more choreographed, but... I like the spots a little bit more. I like the pace a little bit more in this one. I love that EO Sky gets the victory right here. I just yes. Absolutely. I'll always love a good money in the bank match. Even a bad money. I don't even I don't know if there is a bad money in the bank match. There's a few there where it was a little overloaded, but still it's uh it was a great one. Might be the best women's money in the bank ladder match I've seen. A lot of fun. Can't go wrong. It's money in the bank. First star this week, and that is the show, folks. Thank you so much for listening. And you can always go back and listen to any of the other podcasts we got on this on this. What do we call this? A channel, a, a show? I don't know. We got we got wrestling, we got video games, and hockey. Hockey might take a little bit of a backburn just for a minute. I might take like a week off, uh, miss an episode or two throughout the entirety of the summer, just because there's going to be a lacking of news and stuff. And then I can focus in on some other projects, maybe, and do some other stuff. So, uh, with that being said, we got the upcoming GX GamerCast going to be ten underrated games. Just going to be talking about some underrated gems. Some you may have heard of, some you may not have, and I'm just going to show a little appreciation to some games. I feel that don't get the love that they necessarily deserve so you can look forward to that probably going to be dropping that on Tuesday so because this comes out on Sunday normally the the gamer cast would come out on Mondays but don't want to oversaturate kind of want to spread the love out a little bit so it'll probably be Tuesday or Wednesday so you can look forward to that hockey cast will be around and of course we got the wrestling so you can do that youtube channel i have some batman stuff going on right there i'm going to take a little hiatus on the batman telltale series i'm just feeling burnt out on let's plays right now so i'm just going to take a little break so i can give you guys the the best uh performance that i can when i'm just if you're not feeling it i don't want to project the not feeling it onto camera and it's just not going to be a very entertaining uh video but if you want to go over there check out any other videos that are going on over there these podcasts get uploaded to the youtube channel link is down below you can follow on twitter send in your questions for wrestling video games hockey whatever have it ask questions about the podcast about me if you want to if if you if you do that's cool and uh yeah so you can send in questions um what else do we got i got uh i got a versus coming out uh pretty soon gonna be working on that haven't recorded it just yet uh still building it up but it's going to be the best years of gaming that'll be your next verse is going to be 1998 going up against 2004 who was the better what was the better year in gaming there you go so that'll be the next upcoming versus episode going to be working on that all right folks so there you go enjoy the rest of your weekend everybody stay safe stay hydrated because it's hotter than hell outside right now so there you go thank you so much for listening we will be back again with more gx plus cast.